0: I wanna thank you for joining Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday Praise and Worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible Study, 7 p.m. And on Saturdays, Saturday evenings when you're, maybe you're pacing the floor and you might be at work Maybe it's a sleepless night, I don't know. But sometime all of those things happen. But you can find us on kkla.com, that's on the, through the internet, or if you're in the LA basin, 99.5 FM. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Again, thank you for joining the online service of Cornerstone of Grace. If you're looking for a church home, growth and ministry, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us and be blessed with us. We're going to go on into the word of God It's on this 23rd day of November, you know, many are out shopping in, in the, Calo, the the U.S. because of the what we've been told is Thanksgiving and the reasons that we were told it's a Thanksgiving day. Um, according to history, it doesn't measure up. But knowing the truth is something to be grateful about when you have the truth then you know what to do the bible said uh, know the truth and the truth will set you free and, and so having truth is a reason to rejoice and to be glad so uh we gonna let's let's have a word of prayer i'm uh, i'm yet um healing from a recent um ailment however it doesn't stop him from being God. It doesn't dethrone him. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you Lord for your goodness and grace. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your love and Lord Jesus and blessing us today, giving us the opportunity to to acknowledge you, to seek you, Lord God, and to, to lift you up, to exalt you above every Lord God, we, we're, we're here to exalt you above everything, everything that there is, everything that would exalt itself against you. Lord God, we're here to cast it down as we have done throughout the day. Lord God, that your word has preeminence. Lord God, thank you for your kindness and, and how you have blessed us. Lord God, we just want to honor you for who you are. We want to honor you for what you have done. Lord God, and I pray and ask that you would bless each one that is under the sound of my voice. Lord God, there's some that that may have been sick as I was and some that are even more, but I, I thank you because you are a healer, Lord God, and, and regardless of whatever happens in our lives, our, our desires that your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Our desire and hope is that we see your face in peace and we hear you say, well done, good and faithful servant. Lord, help us to be faithful over the few things that you have given us. Lord God, we, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the pain. We thank you for the things that we don't understand, but we say thank you. We give thanks unto you in all these things. Lord God, we, we honor, Lord God, we're humbled, Lord Jesus, for your presence. We ask that you would bless and continue to bless and open our understanding in your word, open our understanding, Lord God, as you did with your disciples. Lord, we'll continue to say thank you. We'll continue to bless you. Lord, if any have sinned among us, we pray, I pray and ask for your forgiveness. I pray and ask that you would bless your people, Lord God, to walk with the conscious awareness and conviction, Lord God, of your word, that they don't sin against you. Lord God, we pray and ask these blessings that you remember the faithful, those that are faithful, those that are committed, seeking you, Lord God. Lord Jesus, you know the prayers of your people. You know, Lord, and you understand And we thank you because you know, we understand because you do. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. We are in the book of Genesis. Now, I love taking my time uh, reading the word of God. You know, it's one thing to read over something. You can read, read it and miss out. As myself and and the deacon was talking on on Sunday about how you may have read a scripture repeatedly, and then one day you read it, that same scripture that you know you've read four or five times before, and all of a sudden it illuminates you. And you have a, a understanding, the Lord bless you with something that uh, that you had not seen before and so it's important that as you that you read the word of God take your time you know uh, the bible said blesses the man uh, that you know we meditate on this word day and night that will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his season and so there are certain fruits that you're looking for and you, I believe you'll find them over in Ephesians. Uh, or maybe Galatians. It, it talks about the fruit of the spirit. Uh, and somebody will uh, find that and just post that scripture, uh, the fruit of the spirit, so that others will be able to see it and know. Um, and, and so we, we are in the book of Genesis touching what is referred to as the law, uh, the laws of particularization um, meaning that we move from the general to the particulars, the universal earth, man, and spirit. Now, initially, I just mentioned universal earth and man, but it's impossible to talk about God without talking about spirit. You have to talk about spirit because we are spirit people. The Bible said that Adam God four men from the dust of the ground but man was not a living soul man was not alive he was just form he was just just dirt um, just a a pillar or laying there as a, a, a image a physical image of dirt of what god had designed man did nothing he couldn't think he couldn't do anything there was no conscious awareness there was no movement there was nothing uh, until the Lord breathed into his nostrils and man became a living soul. Now Don't let nobody tell you anything different. Uh, that is the word of God. And, and so you have to, so we have to include spirit in there because we are trichotomy, uh, body, soul, and spirit. Uh, I didn't say Trinity, I said trichotomy. Uh, we're one individual and we have uh, our body and our body has a soul in it and our soul houses spirit your conscious wordness, your being, everything that there is about you, uh, which makes you a spirit man. You'll never, you will never go out of existence ever. You will never leave existence of being. I didn't say you won't leave earth because the time, time is a temporary assignment, but you will never go into oblivion you would never be a non existing person ever. That's frightening in itself because it should bring about the awareness that, uh, that God created you in his image. And when he created you, um, he created you holy. Uh, the Bible, man was created holy. Yes, Adam was holy when he was created. Adam left holiness uh, for. Uh, his own desire, he had a choice. But the Bible tell us to be holy for I am holy. And, and without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. And you'll find that in Leviticus and you'll find that also in Hebrews. And, and so we are spirit, we're spirit beings as well. Uh, we're touching the creation and a principal person who is the cause of all things and the designing mind behind everything. Uh, The Bible tells us in uh, John, the first chapter in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. It also tells that all things was made by him And, and everything that you see, everything that exists and including those things that you don't see was made by him. Genesis the ninth chapter, uh, beginning at the eighth verse, it says, and God spank, or God spoke unto Moses and said to his son, to his, said to his sons with him, he said, and behold, I established my covenant with you and with your seed after you, and with every living creature that is with you. Of the fowls, of the the cattle, of every beast of the earth, from all that go out of the ark. Because remember Adam took two, he took male and female of each uh, species into the ark with him he didn't take two men he he didn't take um, two male elephants or two male or two female mammoths he didn't take two male alligators uh, because there would be no reproduction if it was only females and there would be no reproduction if there was only males And so they went into the ark and to every, he told them, and from all that go out of the ark to every beast of the earth, and I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off anymore by waters of the flood. So I'm not going to allow flood to overwhelm the entire earth again. Neither shall there anymore be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is a token of the covenant which I make between me and you and of every living creature that is with you uh, for perpetual generations or everlasting uh, throughout generation from generation to from generation. This will never happen again. I do set my bow in the cloud and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and The earth so God has made a a conditional statement he's made a a promise Uh, he has made it to all and and even earth he's even speaking to the earth itself. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the water shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. And the bowl shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it, that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is up on the earth. And God said unto Noah, this is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all the flesh upon the earth. Just want to take this the thought and that is his promises are real. God's promises are real. and I like any other promise that you may have heard, some of those promises that you heard came from your own lips. Some of those promises that we know of are things that we may have said to others and and we may have said it with good intentions, but then things changed. And so that promise was not kept. It's dangerous to make a promise and not to keep it. You don't know who or what impact it may have on an individual. Now, there are a lot of people that are walking around at this time Uh, hurt because of broken promises, male, female, children, you know, the the list goes on. A a promise is a declaration. It, It provides assurance. So there are also those that are walking around fully influenced, fully assured that a promise has been made to them. And as of this moment, the promises have been kept. You know, it's a great testimony to have, and it's a great testimony to give your children. Now, As we grow and as we come to understand, even as a child through and, and uh, being in our teens and adulthood, you'll find out that, uh, that a promise may have been made, and they did their best, and it didn't manifest. But you appreciate the fact that they tried. And they gave it their best. You know, this is where it's important that we uh, tell our parents, thank you. And, you know, and especially if you have parents that are, that you think did not or could have done better. Well, you do better. You do better. Don't put it on them. You, Since you know what there is to do, you do better. You be different, and love them for what they did do. You know, um, someone made a statement and said, "You need to you need to eat the meat and throw the bone away." And in order to eat the meat and throw the bone away, you're going to have to use a specific tool to do that. Uh, you, you you're going to have to use a fork, you know, so you can you can rake and get the meat. Uh, and then throw the bone away so get the good out of it and you can let the bone go but but get the good and and so a a promise provides assurance that a particular thing will or will not happen it is no secret we struggle with uh, promises uh, because of uh, brokenness it is and it is not a broken promise by someone that that has the ability to perform what they what they promise now having the ability to do a thing in the movies um in in the law enforcement movies um you you have detectives that make a promise that I, I promise i'm gonna solve this this crime you know i'm gonna find out who. And they really don't, I mean, unless they're living in a shoebox, they're they not going to find out in reality who uh, who committed that crime. It takes time. It's an investigative measure of putting the pieces together and connecting the dots. And, and so, uh, you know, but they like, you know, it's entertaining to hear that. It doesn't mean that the individual don't have the ability. They choose not to keep their vow. There's some that that know when they tell you uh, when they make that promise to to you and, and ladies uh, you know that that and some of y'all know that 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 the promise that is being made is not real you, you know he's he's telling you things but you enjoy the moment of hearing it you enjoy it you know and likewise guys have done the same thing so we, we're not gonna kid around about that sort of thing you know, you know that he, he's whispering sweet nothings, you know that he's lying, you know, but but you know, you want him to tell you more because it feels good. It tickles you in that moment, in that instance. And so there's some promises, you know, um, maybe you have a, a child that's in high school and, you know, remember back in the day when you were there, uh, there was a thing called a promise ring. And some guys had a pocket full of promise rings that they could give away. Um, I was talking with a gentleman the other day, and he he didn't have the money to buy an engagement ring. Um, but he told me that he gave his girl a promise ring. That's what he called it. He referred to it as a promise ring. And from my understanding, they have a date to get married. And they're in their 60s. And so they are supposed to get married uh, in in the next year. He, he made a promise. He made her promise. After uh, I teased him for a while that he was not that he was her boy toy, um, you know. And so, um, and they never claimed that they were following the Lord. These are just some friends and said, but they believed in. So he asked her to marry so that they can be in a, a, a good standing as far as that particular relationship. So he gave her a promise ring. It's interesting to note that beavers, beavers are one of the few mammals that mate for a lifetime. Uh, only choosing to find uh, another mate if their original mate dies. My question is, do beavers know something that we don't know? Because they stay with their partners for uh, their entire lifetime. And here we are claiming to be uh, superior knowledge and we can't figure this out. We can't figure out how to keep a promise. We make the promise and within a year, two years, is that promise is broken. And so maybe we we need to sit down and talk to a beaver and and find out what they know, because they certainly know something that we don't know. We claim to have grown up, claim to be grown. I'm I'm grown. I'm an adult. But yet we overextend ourselves uh, and to impress someone else. You know, you you don't want to impress people, Uh, not the way that, you know, where you overextend yourself. You want to impress your your employer. You want to impress that individual that you are attracted to. There's nothing wrong with that, but now you don't want to keep up with the Joneses or the Smiths or the Williams or uh, whatever name comes to mind because then you start to overextend yourself. Next thing you know, you're spending more of what you have. You're buying things that you should not be Buying and it takes you into a, a financial rut. So your financial your financial responsibilities are then are, are not met as promised. What promises did you make? What promises did you abandon? You know there are a lot of people in debt with, um, because, and some people are going into debt here in uh, U.S. and other places because they are. Uh, caught up in the, oh, the quote unquote holiday spirit. And that's just what it is. It's a holiday spirit. And, and they follow along with the tradition of some things that really um, are myths. Uh, people believe in myths, you know, well, you should allow your children to believe in a myth and believe in Santa Claus as they are growing up because that is the tradition of the of, of the country that we live in. And so, and we're not going to, I'm not going to stay there and deal with that, but the Bible tell us as far as the promise in Psalms 15, it says, speak, it speaks about a pattern of good things, a pattern of behavior and conduct. And so the question is, Lord, who shall abide in Thy tabernacle? I, I certainly have my hand up right now, Lord, I want to abide in your tabernacle. Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly is telling us how and who is going to abide in the tabernacle and who is going to abide in his holy hill. Who's going to be in New Jerusalem? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart. Now you have to do those things right now. You have to learn and see where we're in a, a state of preparation right now. We're in a state of preparation. So the things that you deal with right now is because you're in a state of preparation. The ups, downs, the good feelings, the bad hair days that you, it's because we're in a state of preparation and you're learning right now how to deal with those things. And at the same time, keep your commitment unto the Lord. We're in a state of preparation. You're learning how to deal with faithfulness and you're learning how to deal with doubt. You're learning how to deal with uh, being joyful and you're learning how to deal with despair. Uh, you're learning how to deal with faith and hope, hope first, because hope is the evidence of things, uh, uh hope for, and, and the things, of uh, things not seen. That's what faith is made of is, is developed through hope. And so you're learning how to deal with hope. And you're learning how to deal with hopelessness. So by the time that uh, that the, the tabernacle, by the time you get to the tabernacle on the holy hill of God, you are developed. You're developed. And, and there's not going to be anything to distract you as long as you uh, stay under the word of God. The Bible said faith come by hearing and it comes by hearing the word of God. Now, uh, um, you'll find that in Romans about the 10th chapter. And, and so uh, he that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart, he that backbiteth not with his tongue or doeth a- evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor, and who eyes a vile, a terrible person is contemned, uh, you know, um, despise, scorn, you don't like evil. You don't hate the person, but you don't like what's going on. You love the person. Uh, We should love. God loves everyone. He doesn't love sin, but he loves his creation. He loves every man, woman, boy, and girl, regardless of what you think of them, regardless of How they rule a country, regardless of what those individuals are doing in that country, regardless. But he does not like sin. No, sin is a reproach to any nation of people. Now, if you willfully sin and you don't want to change, then you reap the consequences of that. And so, but he that honor them that fear the Lord. Do you honor those that fear the Lord? He that sweareth to his own hurt, there we have to swear promise, made a vow to his own hurt and change not. Whatever, whatever you have made a vow to, or yeah, whatever you made a vow to, whoever you have made a vow to, you have to learn to work things out. That's what counseling is for, counseling. And you need to have a good counselor and you have to be willing to work through the hard things. That's what makes a difference. You learn to work through the hard things because you made a vow. You made a promise in the eyes be, uh, before God and all the people. And now we, we lie to ourselves and we make these excuses and say, well, God understands. We grew apart from each other. God understand. And, you know, and I don't want to be with that person in, in, anymore. You know, and we make all the. Well, God. You know, he, he accept my... Really? Did, did he tell you that? See, there are a lot of, I hear people um, speaking and saying things that are just not, does not line up with the word of God. It's a cliche. It's something that they have picked up along the way something someone has told them, but the truth, let the truth be told. When the Bible says that um, Moses, Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and scribes and all of those listening. And he said that, that Moses, uh, the people said, well, Moses gave us a um, the the permission a bill a divorce and the Lord said but it wasn't like that in the beginning so stop right there and think about it uh, that He gave them uh, to keep them from sinning and acting a, a fool and put it that way they were acting foolish uh, because she burned the biscuits and so therefore since he burned the biscuits uh, he's going to divorce her or he came home and he was smelling like onions instead of oliveira And so she, she started acting crazy and withholding and, and, you know, which led to a divorce. It wasn't like that in the beginning. It's about working through, and it's the same with business, working through situations, you know, and, and, and ironing things out and even keeping promises to yourself. Don't make a promise to yourself and then don't work at it. Work at what you say you're going to do. Uh, if it's physical, I'm going to lose five pounds, then work at that and honor yourself with that because it's gonna to benefit to you. Our word is the most valuable thing that we have. He that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh the reward against the innocent, he that doeth these things shall never be moved. Now God's word is priceless and so is yours. Isaiah 55, nine through 11 says, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it uh, bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth out forth out of my mouth. Now we struggle sometimes with the fact that we don't see a quick manifestation of, but God said it is going forth and it's already been spoken. So if God is giving you a dream, if he's giving you a word through, uh, through one of his servants, if you're sitting in the service or listening to uh, you are specifically listening to uh, the, the, the 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 podcast of the corner of Inside the Pages with Pastor Henderson, me. Um, or maybe you've listened on the radio and so you've heard it. And as you were listening to the word of God, he spoke into your spirit something. And you need to understand that it went forth from his mouth and it shall not return void but it shall accomplish that which god pleases and it shall prosper in the thing thereof that it may not you may not see an immediate mon- uh manifestation of it but it does not mean that it is not going to happen you know i i've, I've struggled with that like lord you said this is going to happen is it going to happen tomorrow you're not the only one that has struggled with it um sarah who had reached a certain age and could not bear children any longer when she heard that she was going to have a child she laughed <laughs> this, this man outside my tent is joking he tripping and the lord heard her and when he when he brought it to her attention she she denied it but the truth is is that she did and and, you know, and sometimes we, we feel that way too, like, well, you know, it's, it's not going to happen, but the Bible says that he spoke and it shall come to pass. It's going to happen, but it's going to happen when he said it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, and and there's some things that are being worked out, not on his end, but within us, within us. And so sometimes you have to shake yourself up, stir your mind up and say, look, God said it, I'm going to believe it. And that's it. I'm going to. I'm gonna have faith in his word. Now, Genesis. Genesis says, and God spoke unto Noah, the ninth chapter and eighth verse, and said unto his uh, sons with him. Now, God has a way of shaking the tree. He has a way of shaking the tree, meaning everyone in the house. God knows what to do to get everyone's attention. And, and so the Lord didn't just speak to Noah, but he spoke to his sons as well. They They heard from heaven. Two things happen here. God speaks to uh, speaks to you mm-hmm. because you are walking with Him, and or He speaks to you and you run away from Him. the The Word of God will draw you, or it will chase you away. Psalms uh, one thirty nine, uh, the eighth verse says. If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. So you can run run if you want to, run up into the heavens. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you're there. So you can can go deep, you can go high, you can go deep, but but you're not going to escape them. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. So running, hiding, you know we 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 hide with substance we hide in work we hide with people we try to get away and escape but it don't work it don't work i know this for myself you know it don't work you're not gonna you're not going nowhere the closer you get to god impacts the house and the bible tell us that that the impact is great acts 2 and 38 beginning at the 38 verses says then peter said unto them repent they asked a question they said peter what what shall we do men and brethren what shall we do to be saved and peter said repent and stop what you're doing change and be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus for the remission of sin so baptism again is for remission of sin and is done in jesus name he didn't say uh titles father son holy ghost but he said jesus name i believe it's in colossians said whatever you do in word or deed do in the name of jesus christ And he said, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Here we go. For the promise. There we go. The promise, the covenant, the promise, the agreement is made unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord God shall call. So so the impact of, of your obedience unto the Lord is great. It will impact the entire house. Uh, 1 corinthians 7 14 and 16 says for the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife so you wives that get saved and your husband has not turned to the lord yet uh, don't beat him up don't 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 crucify him uh, don't 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 use your sledgehammer you've learned a few scriptures and you want to swing them at him uh, no uh, don't leave him don't leave him i've heard of, of people uh committing themselves unto the Lord and and then leaving their families, leaving their homes, leaving their husband and and wives talking about how they are more holier than them and they leave. That's ungodly. It's ungodly. And so for the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Even were your children unclean, but now they are holy. Your family, you have an impact upon the entire family. And so he goes on to say, but if the unbelieving depart, let them depart. A brother or sister, now he's not talking about because you feel that you're so saved that you leave. No, he's talking about them just unbelieving and talking about the person that is not in the will of God leaving because they don't agree with uh, your belief, he said, "Don't don't put the pressure on them, and, and let let me help you out with that. It, it don't mean that you don't express love, baby. I don't want you to go, you know, or anything like that. He's saying that if they go, you're going to have to let them be persuaded by their own mind, but don't just lay there and." You know, don't 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 just lay there. You can block the door. You can show some love. You can show some effect. You did it before. Don't just cave, but act like you have some some love for them. That may that goes a long ways. That makes a difference. A brother or sister is not under bondage in such case, but God have called us to peace. He's called us to peace. For thou knowest thou, O wife, whether thou shall save thy husband, or knowest thou, O man, whether thou shall save thy wife. And so we're not to be dogmatic, not hammering, not pushing your Bible and pushing verses on them. You know, you you make pancakes and and in the pancakes, you got scriptures carved in it. Don't do that, (laughs) don't do that. You know, you give them a cup of coffee or you fix a latte for them and when you set it down instead of it having heart saying, "Baby I love you, you got cross there. Don't do that. Just live the life God has called you to live and be holy. God know how to deal with them? God know how to deal with that uh, with that spouse. Let, let me let me give you a personal testimony. I was not going to church. 30 something years ago, I was not going to church. Nope. Matter of fact, I said I would never, ever, I was just not going, that was not it. Uh, ministry, all that, no, I. I you know, no. I'm not going to church. And God began to deal with me. My children was going to church, they was praying. And remember my my, my daddy and, you know, the, at the end of the service when they asked for a prayer request, the children would raise their hand. Everyone knew that they were going to request prayer for me. I was working two jobs, and 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 you know, and I, I stayed. I was what you call a functioning dependence like some of you. You're functioning dependents too. I was a functioning dependent then. when God began to deal with me. The fear of the Lord began to come upon me, and uh, that fear. When I heard the children coming home, when I heard the family coming in, I was terrified. I was not comforted until I heard them coming up the stairs. And then I started reading my Bible. And when I heard them coming, I would slide my Bible under the bed and pretend like I was asleep. God was dealing with me. God knows how to deal with your spouse. God knows how to deal with your wife. He knows how to deal with your children. You just need to be in your place and allow God to be God. Okay. So don't, don't, don't carve scriptures into their pancakes and, you know, and turn their latte into a cross or, or anything like that. You know, don't, don't, pat them on the head and rub them and, and carry on and, and say in the name of jesus no you'll find that that by you living by you living a life they will respect you they will notice change and and begin honoring god and, and so he's calling calling all of us to holiness and and many others listen and so i behold I established my covenant with you and with your seed after you and with every living creature that is with you of the files and of the cattle and every beast of the earth with you all from that goeth out of the ark to every, uh, beast of the earth. Now, God has established something here. He said, I established it. It's done. The creation, uh, of uh, the promise has already been created. It already exists for you and your family. There's no doubt in my mind uh, that I'm a recipient of the, the covenant that God has made. Now, my grandfather, uh, Seaborn, Seaborn and Rose Henderson, my grandparents, I remember as a child going to church with them. And I I remember my grandfather sitting in his his bedroom, Um, he loved to fish and he would be in the bedroom playing his guitar um, and singing unto the Lord. He he loved to do that. And I I believe that I am a recipient of their prayers. As you know, besides the few spankings that I get, I'm a recipient of their prayers too. And so there's, there's benefits there. And, and I, I play bass guitar. He played the rhythm guitar, and, and I, I play a bass guitar. And we have many singers and ministers in the family, which is frightening to me because the Lord has blessed us. Therefore, uh, the affliction of obedience, of disobedience, is great. When God has blessed you, when God has blessed your family in such a way, uh, that comes with a price. And it comes with uh, the Bible said that he that knows to do well and don't do it will be beat with many stripes. And so, sometimes you look at a family, and it's not that that family is so bad. It may be that that family is blessed and they are ignoring God, just like the children of Israel did. And so, let's let's go on here. Look at your family tree. Look at your family history and see who's there. You know, and you'll you'll learn some things as far as why. Uh, things are happening um, in the lineage you are benefiting from someone's prayers they they please the lord and you are a recipient of them pleasing the lord generations apart and you're yet benefiting from that prayer now david pleased the lord david pleased the lord and the lord established the kingdom Um, Because he pleased him, Uh, he allowed his son to reign, uh, not just one, but a few, because David pleased the Lord. The Bible said, nonetheless, 15 chapter of 1 Kings, uh, nonetheless, for David's sake, did the Lord give him a lamp in Jerusalem to set up his son after him and to establish Jerusalem because David pleased the Lord. The only thing that David did that was displeasing to him is what you hear people focus on, him and Bathsheba, the death of Uriah. And God was gonna kill David. He was displeased with David over that. David repented, David uh, suffered. He suffered for for his sin. The Bible said that that all the days of David's life, that David uh, kept the commandments and did all that God told him. And so he found God found pleasure uh, in David and established uh, the kingdom uh, for his sake. Nonetheless, for David's sake, did the Lord, uh, his God, give him a lamp in Jerusalem. So see, uh, what you do is going to have an impact in the future is gonna have an impact in, in tomorrow. And so the 11th verse says, and I will establish my covenant with you. I'm running out of time here. I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off anymore by the waters of, of a flood, neither shall uh, there anymore be a flood to destroy the earth. Now remember a covenant is agreement and God has established an agreement with you. Uh, Listen to this, uh, listen to this, this, this agreement, Joel two and 32, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's, that's an agreement. If you call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved. Not just, you know, we, we, we are consistently calling upon the name of the Lord. Uh, I want to be saved it is 7:47 p.m pacific time and maybe in where you are it's a, a 12 hour difference maybe it's morning uh, instead of uh, a night you want to be saved when the morning comes you want to be saved when the night comes you want to be saved if it's at noonday you want to and so therefore you're going to have to establish uh a conscious awareness of calling upon the name of the Lord, not when things are happening, but all the time. In other words, it's a relationship that is being nurtured. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered for in Mount Zion and in in Jerusalem shall be deliverance as the Lord has said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Now, neither shall, the Bible said, neither shall all flesh be cut off anymore by the waters of the flood, neither shall there anymore be a flood to destroy the earth. Now, based upon Bible students, uh, those that have been listening, based upon this, uh, you need to ask yourself what's next. We know that it will not happen, that things are not going to happen in a flood. There's never, no one's going to build an ark. Uh, no one's gonna jump on the Queen Mary or any other carnival cruise ship or anything like that, because you know, those are just for your enjoyment and recreation um, and sailing. Um, and I, I hope you take some time and enjoy some of those things. And if you're not about sailing, then you know, take a flight, but do something. Take a vacation. But the earth will never be destroyed by a flood of water. But there are, the Bible does speak about the establishing of his kingdom, Uh, who's going to uh, dwell in his tabernacle, who's gonna dwell in the holy hill. And God said, this is a token, the 12th verse, of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I do set my bow in the cloud and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and you. Uh, to to show you that I'm not kidding, the Lord, to show you I'm not kidding, Noah, I'm gonna set a bow in the in the cloud to display our agreement. Now, Ezekiel, Ezekiel, now science says that vapors of water and the cloud and the sun creates this diaphragm of colors. But the bow existed before the earth did. And so God took something that already pre-existed that he was enjoying, that he still enjoys and shared it with us. And I'm I'm not going to finish all of this tonight. Matter of fact, I'm going to close with this. And so Ezekiel in his vision of God and others have had similar visions. It says, and above the firmament, that was over there over their heads was the likeness of a throne so ezekiel in his vision and seeing the seraphims and the angelic host and including himself he said above their heads was the likeness of a throne as the appearance of sapphire stone and upon the likeness of the throne was the likeness as the appearance of a man above it And I saw as the color of amber, as the appearance of fire round about within it, from the appearance of his loins even upwards, and from the appearance of his loins even downward, I saw as it were the appearance of fire. And it had brightness round about him as the appearance of the bow that is in the cloud in the day of rain so was the appearance of the brightness round about him now this was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the lord when i saw and i fell up on my face and i heard the voice of one that spanked with me and so now you you can argue and say well now he equated it to what he knew from his uh, earthly existence but the bow the bow, the bow, and not only the bow, but as you read through the scriptures, you find that that God has always used or has given men, the vesture of the priest uh, had um, sapphires and different uh, things in it, as well as even the uh, gates um, that we read about in the scripture in New Jerusalem. Uh, that there is the existence of these things that was not this stuff pre-existed before the earth was created. And so I'm going to I'm gonna uh, sum that up, uh, with this teaching with that there. And so certainly we, we thank God for each of you that have joined in this evening and the word of God into this Bible study. And so I, I solicit your prayers and that you continue to pray for me. And as I'm praying for you, and so with that being said father in the name of jesus we thank you lord for your kindness we thank you for your word today and we pray and ask that you would you would help us lord god to govern ourselves according to your will Lord, continue to bless us to to do what is right help us lord god that that you that we be found pleasing in your sight lord god help us to retain your word Keep your words stirred in our heart that we don't sin against you, Lord God. And to keep our words that we've made to one another, keep our words and vows that we've made unto you. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name, amen. Tell somebody about the, the broadcast, you know, be blessed. You know, I was looking through a box of things. I was looking for a receipt actually. And I found, I came across something that I, I'm gonna, let close us out this evening at, uh, back in 2009, uh, a young man, uh, was, was at the, um, I was at the music store and a young man, uh, heard the, we were talking about the word. He heard a message. Uh, this is a young teenager and he, he took the word of God and he created something with it and so i'm just going to let this play out it's only a minute or so um, but this is a blast from the past hallelujah Amen. You know Thank God for the Holy Ghost that He came for the purpose of God, for your past, for your presence.